1: Hi, guys. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Ben Roy Turner from What Culture, here to tell you what went down at WrestleMania Backlash. And Ben Roy, I think it's fair to say this was the best WrestleMania Backlash ever.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. From start to finish, we had <laughs> great matches. We had Gardeners. We had. I'm going to spoil it now we had bloody zombies and, and a, a, a pretty solid main event wrestlemania backlash the greatest wrestlemania backlash in wrestlemania backlash history i don't know if the next wrestlemania backlash will top this wrestlemania backlash
1: yeah i i, I think it's fair to say you could describe this show as a, as a bit of a roller coaster it certainly got great i thought near the end um There were some iffy parts in the middle, though, and we'll we'll get to them in due course. Let's start uh, at the beginning. That's right. Let's start on the... God. Put that DVD away. (laughs) Um, Wrestlers versus ladies and gentlemen. Let's start on the kickoff show. Sheamus came out and did an open challenge, of course, not the United States Championship. And we're wondering, who's this going to be? It's obviously not going to be Umberto Korea. Is it going to be Mansour? Well, it was Ricochet who came out, had a fun little match, and then just got beat. Got beat. Yeah. Uh, Sheamus hit it running me out of nowhere. One, two, three. And then in some... WWE's mindset is so ridiculous. I don't want to start ranting this early on, Ben Roy. But Ricochet gets pinned clean as a sheet by Sheamus and then proceeds to attack him as Sheamus is boasting and on the mic after the bell. Nick his coat and put his hat on and seems to think he's got one over him. <sighs> the way, the way embarrass a champion, is by pinning them, not by... Popping their bloody hat on Ben Roy.
2: Uh, crap. I didn't really like it. I just, what's the point of throwing him in there? You should just throw in a no name job. Well, I say no name job, but at this point, Rick, that's what Vince thinks of Ricochet. Yeah. So I uh, wasn't into it. So I, I love what Seamus is doing with this character. Why I enjoy mm-hmm. what Seamus is
1: doing as his character. Uh, was the wrong sacrificial lamb. Yes, exactly. Or if you want to continue the feud with Ricochet and Seamus, Just have Ricochet pin him, because it's not for the title. But no, we couldn't have that. Yeah, perfect. Anyway, uh, let's go on to the main card. It was the Raw Women's Championship triple threat match that started. Rhea Ripley, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. Enjoyable this. It did feel a lot like the issues that people often have with triple threat matches, i.e. one person has to sell on the outside for an, uh, an injury or a move that wouldn't have normally put them down for that long. That's what I felt throughout a lot of it. Um... And you sort of could see the finish for this one coming a mile off. Although a couple couple of shonky finishes in the women's matches, I thought, on tonight's card, Ben Roy. This one saw Asuka charge Charlotte, who's on the outside. Charlotte hit her with a boot, and then, I don't know, just decided she didn't want to wrestle anymore or fell to the outside. They didn't really show it because Asuka came back in, got hit with a riptide from Rhea Ripley, who obviously pinned Asuka to retain. That makes all the sense in the world, but... Where did Charlotte go? I don't know. I wish we had the crowd in there so someone could have been filming it in their phone so we could see.
2: Did Charlotte legit fall out or did she plan? Was it a shoot? Was it a work fall? That's why I want to know. Did, what, was it meant to happen? That kind of like took the steam out of it for me at the end. So I'm not really sure about this because of that.
1: Yeah, I, what I'll say is, as what I said immediately after that, which was just a slightly confusing finish, Uh, Or nonsensical finish, let's say. But the right one, at least. The right person got pinned. I don't don't want to see Asuka getting pinned a lot, but you kind of know that they're going to continue this on with Rhea and Charlotte. And therefore, it has to be just like in the WWE Championship match. You kind of know who's getting getting, getting pinned in this. Uh, And maybe Asuka's going to go away or there's going to be some spooky bollocks with Alexa Bliss. And it is going to be Rhea and Charlotte going forward. But yeah, just strange that she... I presume what happened is she booted her and then fell off the apron and then couldn't recover in time, but that was never really showcased. What came next, though, was a title change. We have father son at SmackDown Tag Team Champions. I will say on the kickoff show. <laughs> Dominic Mysterio got a sofa turned onto him. That's what happened. Basically, he was confronted backstage. Why he wasn't with his dad, I've no idea. But yes, the Doody Dogs uh, attacked him backstage and tipped a sofa onto him. So just before this match started, Dominic Mysterio was there in the in the uh, doctor's room getting checked over and basically selling his ribs and not being able to go out there. So Ray fought a handicap match for the majority of this. Um, yeah. Did very well. Obviously, it was the old arrogant Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode thing. they've got the match won. And eventually, you know, they batted the crap out of Rey Mysterio. And just when it looked like all hope was lost, out comes Dominic Mysterio, still selling his ribs, but jumping up in the apron and begging for the, the tag. I think he initially got the tag, ran straight into a spine buster by Robert Roode, which was absolutely sweet. Uh, but towards the end, we got a 619 on Robert Roode from Rey Mysterio, who then flipped to the outside uh, to take out Dolph Ziggler. And uh, he tagged his son in Dominic Mysterio, went up top, and just like his dad, hit a frog splash on Robert Roode for the one, two, three. We have our inaugural. Father-son tag team champions, Ben Roy.
2: Is this the first time ever in wrestling? Like they said, first time in SmackDown. WWE. Yeah. They were like the first SmackDown. Uh, far <laughs> like, yeah. Come on. But yeah, it worked for me. Uh, I think it went a little too long, like a little too long of Rey Mysterio being on his own. I'd like mm. to see more DM sliding Dominic Mysterio in there. Uh, the sofa thing was silly because you could see that the sofa didn't touch him. Uh, I thought it was for what they were going for. It worked. It was fine, but like nothing more. You really add to. I liked Mysterio's like sort of like defending against it, and I like I just like seeing Bobby Roode on paper. You know, man, I feel like yeah. Bobby Roode doesn't get enough time out there, and I hope he goes on to better things from this.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I, I thought he was. I, I think he's he'd been on the youth for quite some time, like you say. And we are one step closer to mine and Michael Hamplet's dream booking because we're sadistic bastards of Dominic Mysterio turning on his own dad, electric chairing him on the ramp at the next pay view, which I was about to say is Money in the Bank. That's not the case. It's going to be Hell in a Cell, ladies and gentlemen. That was announced yes. tonight at Hell in a Cell, which is on Father's Day. Oh, it would just be magical. Um, Right, normally I run through the matches and get your thoughts on them. I flat out refuse to do this for this match. What happened in Damien Priest versus The Miz, Ben Roy?
2: Uh, Well, Damien Priest versus The Miz was interrupted by the undead, the ghouls. Uh, Just a bunch of dead lads came out from seemingly the floor. And zombies, Dave Batista himself sent a bunch of zombies around Because he is trying to troll WWE where he can. And thanks to brand deals, we had some zombies.
1: And now Vince does make movies. Honestly. So, yeah, there was meant to be lumberjacks for this match. And Johnny Drip-Drip, the most moist seaman in WWE, goes to have a word with them, walks into the chain room, which just had the word lumberjacks written on it. And it's just full of zombies. Yep. They come out. And then Damian Priest and The Miz... Proceed to have a match while zombies are around the ring. It can't get in the ring. They can get over barriers. They can get out of the locker room. They can get down to the ring. Can't get in it. The old invisible wall trick. And these weren't running zombies. That's why they were the slow shambling dead ones. They don't want ones. to respect the match. They don't want it to go to a DQ or anything like nah. that. And uh, there was a bit where they fought to the outside and then Miz and Priest teamed up to fight off the zombies. What a load of bollocks this was. And
2: the commentators ran away and then Drip Drip
1: came back and then he fought them for a bit and then... He went got on pulled. the barricade and then got snatched away by some zombies. Yeah, he, he died and then Miz was legit ripped apart in the middle of the ring and, and so... Yeah, the finish Miz... of the match, in case you're, you're keeping up at the back, was Damien Priest wins, of course. That was always what was going to happen. He hit, hit the lights. He pinned the Miz... He left, and then all the zombies got in the ring and ate the Miz. Yeah, dead now. I almost swore then. I almost said F my life, because what on earth was this bollocks? It was
2: It was great. I enjoyed it. I think it was really good. Yeah, I knew you'd enjoy it, obviously. But <laughs> if WWE could do WWE bollocks, it was the better side of it, I would say.
1: slash wrestling and to to, to quote one michael cole switching gears we move back to just wrestling again with the women's smackdown championship match to follow that so weird to try and get back into an actual wrestling show i think alvarez or sean Rossap or someone was tweeting to this to this uh thought process of like Right. Okay. Let's try and get back into what could be a contender for match of the night. Now, after we've had zombie bollocks based on the Dave Batista film that they've got promoting this show, it was it was just a tough one to try and get back into this. And I thought they did well, but again, I just my memory of this match is always going to be tainted by just a bit of an iffy finish. And the fact they didn't show it speaks volumes for me, Ben Roy.
2: Yeah, it was a bit like the end of the other
1: women's match where I
2: wasn't quite sure because it felt like another... Well, this was a legit watch because uh, Bailey kicked out. So... And now I can only think of that kick out that wasn't counted and it's going to be in the back of my mind,
1: really. It's just, yeah, it's just like... you got Bianca winning the title of WrestleMania and Cole calls a kick out and then she retains a WrestleMania backlash... But like, so just this, the story of this was was Bianca Belair's hair and uh, Bailey's fury at it, and then use of it to try and gain upper hand. At one point, she pulled Bianca Belair into a Bailey's to belly, which was actually really nice, to be fair. But she's she's doing all that, and then in the end, Bianca rolls her up and uses her hair to sort of wrap around the leg. But I don't know if she lost it or what what exactly happened, but. It didn't look great and I'm not sure if, if Bailey kicked out or what. The, like I said, the fact they didn't show a replay speaks volumes here, but it really took away from what was really quite an enjoyable match. But I sense we'll see these these again off the back, the way that finish went.
2: Yeah. The, the whole hook with the hair is an interesting angle for it, but the fact that it failed and it,
1: it taints it. Right? As you said, it just
2: taints it. But
1: I don't know what they do next. But again, just like with the opener, the right person retained the title. So very, very low bar, minimum... Good results all the way through so far. Mm, Yeah, exactly. Um, Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, Braun Strowman. I'll hold my hands up this one, Ben Roy. I did not have high expectations for this. I've been kind of quite bored, even though it's two, three, sorry, big beefy men just beating the crap out of each of these. It was all a bit... Yeah. yeah. This was bloody great. I really enjoyed this. It was such fun. It was just finally the shackles came off and they just did all the mad stuff they wanted to do.
2: I can't believe this is actually fun and enjoyable and wasn't just a cluster F the whole way through where they did the thing where they got rid of someone for a bit, but they, they legit had a reason for Bobby actually yeah. sitting out for a bit because he went through the stage... And from there, Braun was great. Oh, they all sort of like flew well. An apron. And then he did this weird like mid-air spear into some sort of like move where Braun almost killed himself. But I'm I'm never the biggest fan of like the Braun stuff unless he's just doing Braun Smash and he was doing a bit more brawn smash here, echoing the older times. And I, I, I can't get over his attire looking like a gardener the whole time, but <laughs> I, I i keep waiting for a trowel or something to come out and to go to the rose beds but uh this is fine enough match weird I, I was expecting more drew to win but you can see why they would keep it on bobby because bobby's doing great right now so yeah
1: yeah you can see you can see that we don't think everyone was saying Again, like with the uh, the Asuka involvement in the other triple threat, it's like Braun's in there to eat the pins so they can continue this feud and particularly maybe stick this one up for, for Helen Cell, for example. But yeah, um, like you say, Bobby got through, thrown through the electrical boards on the stage, big explosion, etc. So it looked like he was out of the match and then you just had a Hoss fight between Drew and Braun. And in the end, Drew nails Braun with a Claymore kick. He's got the match won, But in comes Bobby Lashley, who throws Drew out, spears Braun. One, two, three. He retains. And yeah, like you say, the the means to an end, no doubt. But uh, just really enjoyable. Um, Just flying about. And like you say, um, in terms of, yeah, I could see that that would take someone out of a match for a sufficient amount of time. Because it's just three massive blokes just chucking themselves at each other. Give yeah. given opportunity. Mad stuff, this. Really enjoyable. And then we get to the main event. And throughout the show, we've had bits backstage with, with Roman and Jay and Jimmy. You ain't nobody's bitch, of course. And uh, as Roman's about to go out, you've got Jay who's hyping him up. And Roman basically goes, no, nah, you're sounding like your brother. I, you know, in terms of because Jay had said, oh, I'll be there just in case. And he's like, just in case of what? So he sends him off. He goes out. And... No shenanigans, just a great technical, hard-hitting fight for the main event. And although Cesaro did not win the Universal Championship, and Roman, to be fair, beat him clean as a sheet, technical submission due to the guillotine after targeting Cesaro's injured arm, which was the great story that went throughout the match. Although there was all that, I just thought it was—it made Cesaro look so great in this and it was was a worthy main event, and hopefully this will open... right people's eyes backstage that cesaro is and should be a legit main eventer for years to come and maybe even a world title eventually both men came out stronger here i feel like uh
2: the fact that roman didn't win experience was great like that he's not a chicken hill he's um a fighting champion his 40th title match just didn't crush the competition but eventually overwhelmed and overpowered and asserted his dominance at the top of the food chain yeah. he's not going to get that brass ring and give it to anyone else anytime soon that belt is staying where it belongs there was just no tom Follery. it was great i i really enjoyed it and i thought it was a, a fun contest that you don't i don't feel like i see much from w It was a fun fight match yeah. and these two they got messy at certain points but it wasn't cheating messy
1: yeah, and, it, you know, there were still incredible shows of strength. That bit where Cesaro grabs someone and lifts them from, from the outside of the ring in is great. And I think he lifted yeah. uh, Roman at one point when Roman was going for a guillotine or whatever. And and Roman, obviously, is just outrageous, some of the, some of the things that he does. do. There was one point where Cesaro did that thing where he's going for a, a European uppercut or whatever it is. He comes off the ropes and he just got nailed with a Superman punch. I thought that was a great spot as well. I loved that. Uh, We should talk about as well what happened post-match. Post-match, Jey Uso comes down. He recognises, he acknowledges Roman Reigns as his tribal chief, as his hero. And then he immediately just gets back to beating the crap out of Cesaro. He goes up top. He's going to do a big splash on him. He's super kicked him, what have you. Seth Rollins' music hit. He comes out in quite the suit, comes up, squares up to Roman Reigns, and we think... Where's this going? Is Seth Rollins turning face? Are we getting Seth versus Roman at the next pay-per-view? Maybe we're going to get that at something like SummerSlam because he wasn't there to deal with Roman Reigns. He did his cackle and he went into getting a piece of Cesaro just like everyone else did. He's obviously still furious about what's been going on with Cesaro and Cesaro beating him, et cetera, et cetera. He battered him. He chucked him around ringside and then he eventually, Cesaro, as I mentioned, got the injured arm that Roman had been targeting. Wonderful spot, by the way, where Roman had uh, Cesaro's arm draped over his shoulder to do the old, you know, arm snap spot and was talking down the camera lens specifically to D. Bryan. Um, So, yes, Cesaro's got the injured arm. Seth Rollins wraps a chair around it and smashes it off the ring post as the show goes off the air. Seth Rollins stands tall. And Roman Reigns is still your universal champion. What do you think of the, the post-match, Ben Roy?
2: Interesting. I thought there's... Good, like, yeah, for a moment, Seth was going to be babyface, and that was confusing. It's like out of nowhere almost. And yeah, the Jimmy... Uh, it's not Jimmy, it's a Jay, isn't it? Am I
1: Am I getting confused now with the Usos? Yes. Which one was it? Jay came down Jay. to attack. task. Jimmy was nowhere to be found. And, and Noah knew, no one... Apparently Cesaro doesn't have any mates, which was a bit weird, but anyway...
2: Yeah, I, I'm glad the USO beatdown was afterwards, uh, and the other one, uh, there was no USO conflict here. If you save that for SmackDown. Like that's a, it's a good way to not make it as messy as it was. Yeah. And then the whole Seth Rollins like, are you gonna be a nice man or a bad man? <laughs> and then he, he just was basically like, well, no. Now that you've lost, I'm in really our feud, I'm gonna burn it down, and we're gonna have a little fight. So, yeah, I wonder if that'll be they'll have a blood feud in the Hell in a Cell yeah that's contender because we we're saying during the show uh who's gonna have a his own match and if uh Seth and Cesaro they've had a long in they've had a, a few go for a while now just given that and also I have to say I liked it in this match there wasn't the swing was there no he never got him for the swing as far as I it know it was all very serious so yeah it all felt serious and legit and like everyone cared about what they were doing so I would say it was a great way to win the
1: show. Yeah, it, it reminded me a bit of watching like MMA fights, and your fighter gets injured early on. You think, oh, it's not really still a fair fight because if he was hundred percent and he was hundred percent. You could probably win this, but yeah, it was the writing was on the wall the moment that arm got injured and Roman was just targeting it. But it was a, a hell of a, a twenty-five minute contest of just like technical skills. Uh, and considering early on in the show, I was like, what are you talking about? Hell in the cells replacing money in the back? That's the wrong calendar or whatever. We've sat here and suggested, what, two, three, four matches you could take to Hell in a Cell. Jimmy and Roman's another one, if, if yeah. they build out more on SmackDown, considering the history the Usos and Roman have got, particularly in Hell in a Cell. Really exciting. Uh, you know, for a, for a pay-per-view I went into with kind of eh, mixed emotions at best, I've come out of it with zombies somehow. Bloody zombies, two (laughs) wrestlers, I assume. Morrison and Miz. I don't know what happens with them on Raw tomorrow night. But anyway, there's that. Um, They'll do a Michael Jackson bit, won't they? They'll do a Thriller bit. Yeah, but I'll I'll say this, because we were asking, people gave it a general sort of seven out of 10 in the comments on our live stream. I'll say this. The right people won. you got Rhea Ripley retaining, Bianca Belair retaining. Issues with the way that they got there, but that's right. The Mysterio's are new... Father-son tag champs, that's exciting, even if they may only hold that for a month or two months or whatever it may be. The zombie stuff. The not zombie stuff is... I'm I'm trying not to swear, so I'm just going to move quickly on. Loved it, it was great. Bobby Lashley retained, Drew McIntyre did all the work. That's good. Follow that up on Monday Night Raw, and I never have to hear MVP say the words, oh, Bobby Lashley might not be involved in the finish ever again. And Roman Reigns retains... But Cesaro looks great in it. They put on a fantastic main event. Cesaro and Cesar can go their own way. Roman continues on his reign of terror, but looks great whilst doing it. And all in all, a pleasantly surprising WrestleMania backlash in summary, Ben Roy.
2: Yeah, I, for the first ever WrestleMania backlash, it could have been worse, if <laughs> put it that way. And had the right people won, the, the more the serious matches went be a bit right at certain points of the two women's matches, but mm. at least the, uh, The Cesaro Roman Reigns one didn't disappoint, and actually really delivered.
1: And zombies. And the return of, yeah, the ECW zombie, which apparently one of the zombies was Scotty Too Hottie, we've just read online, which makes me slightly better with it all. Yeah. The only way that that makes me feel all right is because they, they put a bit of Too Cool in there for me. Aside from that, what a load of bollocks. But Let's try and move on, eh? Let us know your thoughts in the comments section down below. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. All the fallout from this over the next few days to come, of course. Uh, plus, you can let us know your thoughts and Twitter questions for the guys doing the news in the morning on Twitter at What Culture WWE. Watch there, follow both of us. You can follow Ben Roy at and Ben Roy Turner. And you can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at what Culture, WWE. as I said. But this has been What Went Down at WrestleMania Backlash. Zombies. That's what went down. Thanks to Ben Roy. Thank you for joining us. Wrestlers versus Bloody Zombies. The sequel's apparently coming. Bloody hell. Thanks for watching. i bet. We'll see you soon.